0: Welcome to the Scuffed Podcast. I'm Adam Bells in Georgia. With me is Greg Velasquez in Iowa. We talk about U.S. men's soccer. Happy Valentine's Day. This is the Monday Review. I've got Vince and Wacke with me. Let's start by talking about Christian Pulisic. He's back. He's back. Is he back in his full glory?
1: He, well, I can say that the, the doom saying was premature and... He, if he's not back in his full glory, he will be very soon, based on that performance.
0: Yeah, what did you think, Vince? Um, he looked, he looked good. I, I don't know.
2: I got I like, I guess I'm still looking for a little, a little bit more. But he, he, he yeah. looked good, and it did make me, uh, it did excite me that that he skipped past a few people again. That like, like that. Uh, out of out of all the things that I saw in that match, that was probably the most encouraging.
1: I liked the moment where he was very briefly and quickly bear crawling. On the ground, oh yeah, Just scamper back up. That was a moment of him just being, as opposed to thinking he was animalistic. There, <laughs> yeah,
0: that stop-start explosiveness seemed to be more in evidence in the Club World Cup final than it has been lately for Pulisic. That that really uh, encouraged me, and he just seemed to be playing with a uh, like more freedom, more freedom, and uh, yeah, more animalism. We need that from him.
1: He also took a free kick, yeah he did but he did here's the thing kick, about his man, was...
0: thing about his free kicks is it has i wonder if has he ever put one on frame in training <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't i've never seen it. I have to imagine he will he would have at least once or twice
0: like he's i've never seen him take a free kick and think like that was even close to did goal. you
1: did you see it he knocked the uh He hit a security guard who was on the phone and he knocked the (laughs) phone out of the hand and went flying.
3: Did he really? Nice. (laughs) Yeah. 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 When
2: I I watched that free kick, it just reminded me of like um, being in Nashville. And when he had that free kick, like towards the end of the match and like, you know, you, you get a free kick right outside your box like that. Everybody's on their feet you know, just, just, just waiting to see a moment of brilliance right there. And it just, and, 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 you know, when, when like all the air lets out of the whoopee cushion, like when, when the, when the free kick just skies just skies off frame, it's just like, ah, and, 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 and that's all we get. That's all we get. We don't get a, Ooh, you know, where, where a keeper makes a nice stop or something. We just get that every time pulley lines up for a free kick, it's just a, ah,
1: yeah. Yeah. But you know, the rest of the game was good.
0: Yes. It was. You know. It was. And just to, just to f- follow through on the details here, Chelsea won the, the Club World Cup in extra time against Palmeiras, the Brazilian club. I've been thinking lately about who will step up and carry us across the fish, finish line next month, you know, in our three World Cup qualifiers. And this performance does make me start to think it will be Christian Pulisic. I don't know if you guys remember, but against Panama in Orlando in the last World Cup qualifying cycle, he had a huge game scored, I think, at least one and assisted at least one in a big romp before we headed down to
3: Cuba and um, you know, ended ourselves. And he
1: was he was but a small boy then. Yeah. Now he's a small man. He's a small man. Small, sometimes bearded man.
2: Yeah, I don't I, I don't want to say too much about Orlando, but I got I got good feelings, you know. I got good feelings. I I mean I, I always have I always feel good about, about how our national team is going to end up. And uh, I got, I got faith in my guys, but uh, like, I think, I think Orlando is going to be absolute scenes as we, as we talked about last, last episode. Pulisic taking
1: the team team across the line would be the best from a, you know, storybook narrative standpoint. You know, he had his struggles, but then he, he rose to the occasion.
0: Yes. Yeah. It would be a very accessible storyline for everyone. Not me. Yes. Uh, I would rather see Tim Weah. Well, we know Tim Weah is going to be uh, going to produce. I mean, I, f- I feel like I know that.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, I know. But it,
0: I'm
2: fine with it'll be, it. It'll be a nice cherry yeah. on top, you know, just, just just for me.
1: Yeah, I'm comfortable with any player that wants to do it. To be honest,
0: I'm comfortable with any. I I, it, I don't care if it's Walker Zimmerman on set pieces. Like as long as we get through Christian roll done, I'll be okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, let's talk about Sergino Dest. Um, he was he went the full 90 in a 2-2 draw with uh, Espanol. The Cata, the, is the Catalonian, or I'm sorry, the Catalan derby. He was pretty good, right? I thought he was good. I thought he was
2: tidy. Because the Juventus game started at two forty five, and Barca started at 3. And so at the end of each half, I tuned in for 15 minutes. And yeah, he seemed... Seemed to doing some be doing some work. He wasn't touching the ball a lot and was pretty high in possession.
1: Um, But yeah, he was he was moving to different positions. It seemed to me.
0: Yeah, lots of tucking not lots of tucking in between the lines. Um, He just plays. It feels like he just plays mostly safe with Barcelona. Like he's not completely comfortable uh, giving us the sauce. But that's okay. That's okay. And and he was not he, at fault he, for either of the goals. No matter what you see on any of your social media platforms, it wasn't his fault.
1: Yeah, balderdash. Absolute balderdash. Didn't he seem a little more adventurous uh, last year?
0: Yeah. Well, he's you know he's got he's got the cold eyes of Javi on him all all game now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh,
1: you would th- you would think Javi would want his players to express themselves in- instead of the way he's come in here and viciously shackled <laughs> our Serginio's confidence.
0: <laughs> so you'd think.
1: And he's, he's, he's supposed to be some sort of great football mind. I don't buy it. You know,
0: I buy it yet. Yeah. Strong, <laughs> strong anti-Javi sentiment on this podcast for sure. If you're, uh, he, if he, he seems
1: like he's pr- probably pretty fine, but um, I don't like anyone uh, not being really unusually supportive of Serginio desk. Cause he's just, he's just a delight, isn't he?
0: He is, that video of him uh, with Reggie Cannon coming out of the, yes. coming off the field in St. Paul, that, that really speaks to me, you know, the way, how encouraging he was to hit one of his, I mean, he's not really a competitor for minutes, but, you know, I guess technically he is.
1: Well, he was kind of bear hugging him as they walked together and he said something to the effect of you were a warrior and I love you for that or something. Is that I love
0: the general sentiment? I love that him- from you. I love that from you, which is as close to saying ah. I love you as you can get without saying I love you.
1: I guess it is somewhat distinct from say I love you.
2: So I uh so I took that video two ways. Okay, it it's like it could be the earnest way that you all are taking it. But also like, you know, I've <laughs> I like, like like I've been I've been that guy watching my teammates do something um in like extreme conditions, and I'm sitting there on the sideline. Like, man, couldn't be me, could not be me. And I feel like that was that was Serginho putting.
1: He putting, did. He did seem <laughs> delighted to not right, be playing right, that goal. Like, like putting
2: his arm around a frozen Reggie. Like, ah, oh, man, you fought, you fought so good, bro. Look at you, your frozen ass. Look, yeah. look, look at your earlobes. <laughs> I, lo- I love that from you. Couldn't, it couldn't have been me, but, but I love that you got, the, you got the opportunity to do it. Why not? Yeah. Why
0: can't it be both? It, both uh, an expression of relief that he wasn't on the field and an expression of admiration for Reggie for doing yeah, it. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough.
1: And helped by him probably not feeling too threatened by Reggie Cannon for future minutes. Yeah. He did seem very happy on the sideline during the game, though, too, when they would cut to him blowing out
0: fog now that we've talked it through it does seem like uh you know it It was uh it was the least Serginho could do put his arm around <laughs> reggie yeah and uh can we can we go
2: ahead and bring up the um report that came out about the messy the messy farewell uh, yes oh yes yeah so so apparently serge was uh on the beach chilling and i guess didn't look at his itinerary you know um i don't i don't know how they keep uh they keep schedules for for soccer teams. I don't know if it's in whatsapp or, or whatever but 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 that's apparent but serge apparently forgot that he was uh, needed to be somewhere
1: and and for anyone who's not familiar, this is uh red basketball jersey gate where he wore it to messi's farewell. Press conference, and it it came out the reason why is he had, he hadn't planned to do that. It just sort of happened because he was at the beach. Yeah. That's what yeah. it was, right?
0: So it starts off like, well, you know, give give serginio a break. He didn't he didn't know he was supposed to be at Messi's farewell, and it ends off with like, how did he not know he was supposed to be at Messi's farewell? So it's you know the plot sort of thins and thickens at the same time, right? And and and, and this will be uh,
2: my my last point on search. but um. People, you know, when we had the uh, our first edition of the the cool index, people were telling me, like, you know, Serge can't be cool. He's a try hard, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But like, dude, if 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 you can be that aloof as a as a young professional athlete, you you get all my respect. You get all my respect. He, he like like Serge is just his own person and literally no one or no thing is gonna is gonna change that.
1: There was the athletic article about him. He would, as a kid, sometimes not skip school, but just forget to what go to guy. school. What a guy. Like he wasn't on purpose skipping classes. He just would forget. He, it would be like Tuesday and we forgot that that's what he does today as a 12-year-old. He go just to had school. football
2: in the brain. He's like, no, nah, school, it's Saturday. Man, Man, you plays at uh... <laughs> 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 at, at 2 p.m. What, what are you talking about? School.
1: He's also the player that, you know how there's little interviews where they start asking players about their teammates and they ask one, who's, who's the person that's uh, most likely to be late? Everyone answers him so quickly and they laugh that it was even a question. I think he's just uh, time. He, had, kind of, he works on his own time. And that, I do appreciate that I'm about him too.
0: Yep. Well, f- full support for Serginho here. And I, it does seem like, it, to, to bring it back to like sort of the on-field stuff for a second, it does seem like he played. Well enough yesterday that he's he's not going to be frozen out going forward. I would imagine he's he's going to continue to get chances. Not that that was ever really in doubt. But yeah, they
2: they didn't register uh, Danny Alves for the Europa League, so he's going to be he's going to mm-hmm. be playing and I I would assume most of those games.
0: Danny Alves, of course, out with a red card for this past weekend, but he'll he'll be back uh, in the league next week. I would imagine. Um, let's do a little, a little bit of a striker watch here. We had, as far as I could tell, three strikers in action, not counting Haji Wright, who I did not check in on. But, um, Vince, what do you think of Ricardo Pepe off the bench? Um,
2: he was getting some cardio in, uh, doing a lot of running. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that's mostly what I saw, to be honest with you. He, he was doing a lot of running, uh, held the ball up once, maybe twice. I mean, I mean that's about it. He 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 won a header and he won a, a long ball in the air. That's about all I clocked for real.
1: He got in one goal scoring position where a teammate could have headed the ball across to him. Otherwise, there wasn't a whole lot. But he was vigorous, I thought.
0: I thought he was. I guess I I thought I noticed like three or four decent moments of hold up play. But I could be, you know, I just I could be inflating that in my mind. Um, Yo, so so there was one, but
2: where like it it, it kind of looked decent but when you watch it back his touch was extremely heavy and i know this because he chased after it and and it and, and it looked good but when 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 like the ball comes off his shins and he's just chasing after it i'm like ah, oh, you didn't mean to do that
0: okay well nothing at least nothing we can get super excited about from ricardo i thought he was good enough to maybe get a start in the next one uh, augsburg lost uh again um Josh Josh Sargent versus versus uh, Manchester City. I thought this was it was fascinating to see in y Scout that the first time he touched the ball, the only time he touched the ball in the first twenty minutes was with his head attacking a corner kick. So that's a it's that kind of night. You know, you don't even see the ball for twenty minutes, and then you're already you know. I guess I guess it was only one zero at halftime, but it ended four zero.
1: And he continues, to or he was playing out in kind of a right mid type position, right? Yeah, from what I saw.
2: Yeah, I am just happy he's uh, recovered from his illness and he's
3: he's back playing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, nothing was gonna. I mean, nothing nothing good was gonna come from this game,
0: more than likely. Just Manchester City just swarming Norwich every time the ball got to their feet and um, taking it from them more often than not. Jordan Jordan Pifok scored again. Can you believe it? Thrashing home a loose ball in the 72nd minute in a 3-1 win for Young Boys versus Basel. That was a six-pointer between the second and third place teams in the league. Young Boys goes to second place now. Huh. What are we going we going to see Jordan next month? Look,
3: uh, uh, all I'm saying is if we're putting all the strikers in a hat,
2: I mean, there has to be some type of criteria that that would would put someone ahead of another one. And for a striker specifically, you would think you would think that it would be scoring goals um, over, over everything. Um, So I would, I would like to see him in the March window, but it, it it seems, it
3: seems unlikely. I actually don't know how likely it seems, but yeah, maybe a little bit. Maybe, yeah. Maybe unlikely. I don't know. And I mean, like, you
2: know, people, people downplay the Swiss league and like, it's, it's, it, it is understandable. But I mean, Basel's Basel's one of the one of the big clubs. He, he's he's not just um, beating up on uh, Swiss watchmakers, you know.
1: Young Boys is just a pretty silly name for a soccer team. <laughs> it's probably been talked about at nauseum, right. but has to be said. There's be this said. dude.
2: Um, sorry, but there's this dude I follow on Twitter that uh basically remade. He put all the U.S. men's national team players on Young Boys because we have a have a young team. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wonder what what is the what's the etymology of that? Does anybody know why did they call them young boys?
1: I think when they were starting it was the team was comprised of young, I guess young boys on it, but I I haven't looked I I will look into it for next week. We can do a
0: full report on that. It it's a it seems like it was a, a widely agreed like a widely accepted naming convention to call your team the old boys. Right, because it was oh, yeah, rules, that's right, old boys, and I'm sure there are others um
1: that's that's the real answer
0: but why but what what I don't know what constitutes a young boy's team and what constitutes an old boys' team? I mean a boy is a boy, I don't know, fullback watch, how about that? there's a lot of did not plays here, Joe Scalley did not play uh for Gladbach I
1: have a he technically came on for about. A minute at the very yeah, end. Did. But he effectively did not play. Although the, they did score a goal that happened in his general yeah, area. He, he, but I don't it, think it, it was wasn't his necessarily fault.
3: his fault, but he, he could have blocked that cross though. Maybe, possibly.
0: A couple of tablespoons of blame for Scally, maybe. Per- Paredes also did not play, although John Brooks did. And Fot Mob called him the man of the match in a 2 0 win. Interesting.
1: But will it be good enough to get back into? Are we ever going to know exactly what happened? I don't think we need to talk about it
4: again. No. But.
3: We're, we're, we're not going to know.
0: George Bello got another half-hour run out for Bielefeld, Armenia Bielefeld, 10 minutes more than the previous week. Put in a really nice cross, one of them, that was headed wide. Otherwise, I think just looked tidy and pretty good with his team having the better of the possession while he was on the field
1: he it, it's good to see him looking like he is could be a bundesliga fullback because mm-hmm. that is what his job is to be
2: yeah um i don't know the the main thing i took away
3: from watching him was it it was it was just nice seeing him sprint like down the touchline to provide the width and and get involved in the attack that's all
4: yeah,
0: And then um, Brian Reynolds went 90 in a 2-1 loss for Courtreich and Kyle Duncan was not in the 18 for Ustend. Um So I would say no major movement on either the striker or fullback positions. The striker who does score goals continue to do so. Whether that gets him called up again, is a open question, and uh, none of the fullbacks is making a a really you know obvious big move right now.
2: Um, I, I mean, I I would argue that Scally already already made his big move <clears throat> by becoming a replacement level Bundesliga
3: fullback, um, at the very least at at eighteen.
1: Um, yeah, that's fair. Although it is possible we got slightly out ahead of our skis on Scally because he was playing because of injury. And he, he, he does seem to be well behind the players that have come back.
2: I don't think so, man. I, I, I Any, don't think so. Like, I just, I I mean, uh, like out over our
3: skis, how like he's 18. And when he was playing, he was, well, he was, he was average to good.
1: Well, he started really, really hot. Right. For the first, I don't remember how many games and he's just been, pretty decent or okay in the time series appeared well, that's one. that's what I was saying. He's like he doesn't seem like there was one point when it seemed like he might be very close to being a starter for the national team or at least a a backup that everyone wanted in camp for sure. And maybe people still think that, but it seems to be not as strong of, of a sentiment as it was two or
2: well, three. Well wouldn't that be the ago. natural like like that's what you would expect. Like this man didn't play at NYCFC. Like he hasn't had a professional season.
1: Like, right. I'm saying I would. Yeah, I think we all expect it. But there was a moment where we it we were all, we were all very. I was a much more hardcore Scally lad two months ago. Is what I'm saying.
2: If they if they're Scally lads, uh, dropping their affiliation and, and backing out of the clan now, then you know what I'm saying I'm I'm buying up all your memberships, <laughs> buying all the stocks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying I'm I'm the Scally lad. All right.
1: So yeah, I, I am still in Scally Lad club <laughs> unless there's such as is it feels like it's it's almost Scally Lad uh, membership rules are a little bit too strict. I feel like if you say something, well, maybe Scally isn't as good as I once thought. Now I'm being threatened with losing my Scally. No, Lad no, no, no. I'm not you saying
2: know? that. I mean, I'm saying, I mean, the, the talent that you saw earlier in the season is the exact same. He's probably getting a little leggy right
3: now cuz he hasn't played a full professional season ever.
0: Yes. And and that is my I've argument. never I've never been a scally lad. I've never been a scally lad. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. For me. Uh, if if we want if we want to bring him as a backup left back for Anthony Robinson, fine. If he's a backup right back, fine. But he's not he's not close in my opinion, to Dest or Robinson.
3: I mean, of course, but look,
0: okay.
2: Okay. You, you, you guys have made your bids. Okay. When I, when, when, it, when it's time, when it's time to repent, I, I respect, I I expect for y'all to be up at the altar call front and front and center.
0: I'll come to, I'll come right to
2: you and I'll, remain. when the, when the, when yeah, the doors I... of the church open.
1: Uh, uh, well, uh, will I be repenting for having once pointed out that he was not a clearly a starter for the national team for a stretch of time? Is that what's going to happen? That doesn't seem fair. Th- th- you know, we don't need to go a spiritual on like this. is a spiritual question
0: that Vince needs to answer, though. How much repentance will be required of Waki? You, you out here casting the first stone
1: when... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I cast a stone. I think I said we got o- out ahead over our skis a little bit on a scally. I mean, the did. truth
0: is, he was he was a he was an every week starter for the first half of the season, and so I guess m- 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 correct me if I am wrong, Vince, but you are saying how like that's not getting out over our skis to get excited about that when he's eighteen and he didn't even play in MLS.
2: Yeah, the, 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 that's my thing. people are saying like we got overexcited, uh, we should have pumped the brakes. Like for what, bro? Was eighteen, playing every week in the Bundesliga and was average to good. Okay, and and nothing that has happened since the uh the winter break is is making is making me change my mind
3: on that like you see the talent the he's going to be a baller like he, it is it's, it, there is no question in my mind like from what we've seen this this season like he's he he is a I mean, I I, I wouldn't put it. He's a he's a Weston level prospect.
2: Like I wouldn't I wouldn't put wow. him. I, no, look look. If I'm lying, I'm dying, bro. I, I I'm not gonna put him in the Christian Geo tier, but he's in the Tyler Weston tier, no doubt about
1: it. Weston McKinney is the currently the best player in the entire yeah, world. Yeah.
2: And and <laughs> and I was, I man. I didn't have a podcast at that moment, but I
3: was leaving that train. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, fine. All right, let's let's move to um let's move to Busio cuz Venezia got a huge win for them over Torino. Um 2-1, came back from 1-0 down. Busio got an early yellow and then uh had to come off, I think mostly because of that in the, like the 52nd minute or something like that. But um do you guys you guys have any opinions on how he played cuz I can I could say something real quick if you do or if you don't.
1: He was playing very deep. Is all yes. I. And I did not really enjoy it. He watching was
2: playing it. deep. Um, the beginning, the first like twenty five minutes of that game were just absolutely disgusting. Um, I like just got up and got in the shower because I needed to clean myself off. I, I I needed to rid myself of of that sin of of watching that that match. Um, oh, and that that yellow is uh, he
3: he's gonna be suspended this next game. Just just making sure y'all know. For when he's not in the squad. Nobody freak out. He he has a yellow card suspension.
4: Yeah. Oh really?
1: Which means more time for uh the godson of uh Sweeney. Yep.
0: Da- Tanner that Tessman. Testman Tessman. 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 to Testman. I just thought um I thought he did look busy. Bucio that is, looked busy and responsible in that deep role. Like he was he was he knew his job was to Keep track of attackers and try to snuff things out. And I thought he he was he was good in that respect, good in the sense that he was responsible and active. But I still I still don't know how you can back him to win the majority of his individual battles. I mean, he didn't. He did. I mean, he he got in there. He's he scrapped, but he doesn't like when he wins the ball. He only kind of wins the ball, or he doesn't win the ball at all. And um, I st- I still feel like that's I don't know, that's just not
3: gonna fly for me. Yeah. With the national team. Yeah. Uh so can I talk about Tanner real quick? Go ahead, yeah. Um,
2: so Tanner Testman subbed in for John Luca. And I think, yeah, fifty second, fifty-fifth
3: minute, whatever. Um and I so like I, I I did watch those minutes. Um he like he didn't do a lot either. He didn't do a lot either. But I did notice that he.
2: He might not be good in the air. I don't know. Maybe it was just a bad game. But um, he lost a couple headers that led to Torino chances, Um, which it's like that really shouldn't be happening. You're like towering over every midfielder in
3: Serie
0: A. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. He's a big man who plays small. He's like a center. He's like a center at Northwestern. Uh. (laughs) Sure.
1: Speaking of. American football. He was taking the goal kicks. He was lining up like he was doing kickoffs, and it was interesting to see. You don't see that that often at the
4: professional
0: level, huh? He was doing goal kicks,
1: or at least once. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the I guess, I don't know if the keeper was hurt or something, but he was li- lining up and just kicking it down the field like a an NFL kicker. Hmm.
0: Let me just uh, before we get on to a few other. Folks, let's let me just say this. We've explained this to our our patrons, but this is this is the last Monday review that will go in the public podcast feed for a little while. We're gonna make the Monday reviews. We're trying to make we just passed nine hundred patrons, which is awesome, and we really appreciate it. But we're trying to make the Monday reviews a way to to make patronage more value more valuable. So, with the exception of the first one each month, the Monday review is going to be is going to go on the patron only feed of the podcast. And we have put instruct I have put instructions in the Discord and on Patreon for how to get that feed to show up. And I'm available if you have questions. But uh this is kind of a big change for us. We have never really consistently made a patron only episode and we're going to take the most consistent episode we have, which is the Monday review, and make it patron only. Um if so if you are not a patron, the next time you will hear us three Together is Monday, March seventh, and then you know, from henceforth after that, the first Monday of each month. Uh, we hope more of you will sign up and support the podcast. And thanks to all of you who already do. Now, Wes McKenney, I mean,
3: what a guy! What a guy! I came on here a few months ago,
2: and I said, imagine, imagine not thinking that he's that that he's the US USMT's best player and i mean i feel like we still got some stragglers
3: out there we still got a few stragglers
4: not a lot yeah
3: yeah are there I'm, there are some i suppose i mean look, it, it's 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 time this man he he's he's done taking it up
2: like three levels he's taking it up like three levels bro this it, like when when he got that transfer to juve everyone was like yeah that that'll be good, you know he can just be a cog in the machine, you know, be around like a lot better players, and as long as he just doesn't make obvious mistakes, you know he'll be all right, and it'll be good for him but he's
3: he's one of the key driving factors to the team no doubt, no doubt
4: he created a lot yes. of chances, he consistently creates a lot of chances,
3: yeah, and that and
2: those like in those like first twenty five minutes of the second half. He he had at least like three three to four key passes, which are passes that lead directly to shots. Um, and yeah, I mean it's it just a joy to watch, man.
3: Like one touch passes, dribbles, nutmegs, well, whatever you want, Th- this man got it. whatever you
2: want, like like however however you want him to do it, he, he's he's gonna do it to you just like that.
1: I would say that one thing that's started to stand out over the past, I don't know, couple months is that his one touch passes seem to have gotten quicker and more consistent. And that's really helped him build a rhythm. I think.
3: Yeah. He's, I mean, he's basically good at
0: everything at this point. Did did you guys see the, um, I don't know, the, the comp that cranks put out from the midweek game against Suswell. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, dude almost scored like 7 goals like i mean he didn't score a goal so that's that's true but he uh he you know he's getting in he's arriving in the box like a, like a madman and putting putting shots on frame i i guess he didn't have as as much of that go on yesterday but juventus got juventus got the point on the road at atalanta i know i think that's kind of pretty much positive for them um so good, good news out of McKinney land.
3: What a guy, our best player.
0: Yeah, that's, that is a take that has certainly been vindicated. Um, Vince, you said you watched Timothy Tillman this weekend. I did not. What'd you, what'd you see from him? He's a dual national.
1: Yeah. So I. Who is Timothy Tillman in the first place? Yeah, Tell us who he exactly. is first of
0: all.
2: Um, he's a black man, a uh, German um stands about six foot tall a, a pair, he's a dual national uh was born in germany supposedly i don't i don't know too much about this man to be honest This is my first time watching.
0: well th- well you've given us a lot already uh he plays it where does he play
2: oh he plays at uh look uh bells you can go ahead and say the, the club name for me
0: i would say uh and i don't stand by this but i would say it is greater first all right
2: there um, I think the team that's currently last in the in the Bundesliga, um, where where Julian Green also
3: plays, but uh, nominally at this point, and he's like he's basically like a box to box midfielder. Um, he's he's six foot, can can run
2: uh, like from what I saw, he he was nice, he, he was good at receiving the ball, uh, one two touch passing, could carry it. Got in the box for a couple for a couple chances, scuffed a shot. Um, also important, he
3: takes set pieces. He takes set pieces for a squad. Took the corners, took a free kick. Um, yeah, I I was just impressed, man. I I was I was impressed in watching them. they're it playing uh, her to Berlin,
2: and yeah, just yeah, I'm pretty interested in them.
1: So is would you? Put him as a player that you would be excited to watch again, or what is your level of excitement to watch his next game? I am oh, trying to um, get a sense. Yeah, with our current
2: with our current age situation, I am um, I'll, I'll, gonna be watching him every week. I am gonna watch him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. From, from what I saw in okay. this in this match, I am I am pretty excited, man. Like, I he's a good player. He's a good player. He's twenty three. Um, same age as Weston. He he fit, he fits my profile. Like, I I I think I think okay. ultimately. Um, the best thing that the U.S. men's national team has going for us is that like, we're just so large and physical and athletic and he's another physical athletic person that we can play.
0: You know, another person who's kind of excited about Tillman is Greg, Greg Velasquez. He's been talking about him a lot on the discord and um, Tillman took a while to sort of settle into his position. Cause I think at Byron, he was kind of a winger, kind of a striker. And he, I don't know, he, I guess he's sort of gradually migrated back to being an 8. It's the same thing that happened to Julian Green, really. Uh, Tyler Adams did not play, but was on the bench for RB Leipzig. As Tara says, healthy and resting. Uh, that's good. Excellent, really, that he's back back healthy enough to be on the bench. And then um, I'll just say quickly, Alex Mendez, uh, I thought he played pretty well, again, for Vizela. He's so elegant on the ball. We all know that. I guess the, the real question is, is he defensively responsible and stout? And I think the question, that question is still kind of un- unanswerable. But, um, but he did have that, this one pass where he's, he receives the ball, I don't know, halfway between the center circle and the opponent's box, takes a touch to his left as if he's going to play it wide, and, and this plays a disguised pass right to the feet of the striker, right at the top of the box. I don't know canceling out like six defenders with the pass and, uh, and the and the attacker on his team just took a poor touch. It was a it was a necessarily a heavy pass. It had to be it firmly to get through all those bodies. But it was uh, it's just a nice reminder of the like the the quality that Mendez has. Yeah. And the the stuff that he can bring. And the the thing
2: about that pass is like the um usually when you see a pass like that um at the at the center back level, like they're they're kind of split apart, but the the center backs were pretty much sandwiching the striker. Like they, there was not much of a window to fit that in, um, because uh well, one of the two center backs would have just cut it out. But yeah, that that was a dime. And I've been thinking about this a lot as far as Mendez specifically, and just like the U.S. Men's National Team, because I've been trying to figure out.
3: You know, we all talk about the talent we have. I'm trying to figure out what. You know what, what is soccer talent, I guess, because
2: it can be so many different things, and the the thing I keep coming back to is like
3: we really don't you know we got quality on the ball, but would you how much class would you say we have on the ball, you know
0: like you mean in the in in the group of players that was in saint Paul yeah and Canada, yeah
2: yeah, like class class is like a totally a totally different thing,
3: right.
0: Uh, yeah, I think M- yeah. Mendez is different. Go ahead, Walkie.
1: I'm trying to, I this distinction between quality and class makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And I, I do think you're right. We have quality, but class is a little, it's a little bit more of a refined thing that you get with a little bit more maturity. Yeah. Maybe that's how I'm thinking of it.
0: Just that, the th- that moment where you're like, damn, he just, he just passed that ball to that guy in that moment. How often do we feel that when we watch the the national team? Not very often.
2: I don't think Yeah, not so. not not that, not that many. No. Not, not that many times. And it's like it, it doesn't mean that like the guys we have are not talented mm-hmm. but you know I mean with the the nature with the nature of international soccer man, you just need you kind of need that. Mm-hmm. You just need some people that are going to that are just going to unlock something for their teammates. Uh, you know, regardless of tactics or whatever, somebody's just gonna play a ball
3: that's just you know a, a capital B A L L, you know.
0: Mhm. Yeah, and Mendez can do that in a way that I don't think anybody else in our player pool quite can. Although I think the closest would be probably McKenney For me, the ball, the pass. I talked about this already, but the pass he made to to set up Tim Weah's shot from point blank uh in St. Paul that little outside of the boot yeah. touch pass in behind and
2: and I think about the yeah, one that's... he made the one he made to Brendan too in the Canada match in the
3: second half the mm-hmm. pass that made it to Brendan at the top of the box where he got the shot off um oh, that yeah. one was that was nice too but yeah
0: we, we 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 need we need more of that we need more of that it's probably not going to—I've said this in other places, but we're probably not going to see much tinkering with the roster ahead of the March window. I would imagine it's going to be basically the same group that came in January, plus Gio Reyna, maybe plus John Brooks. By
1: the way, Gio Reyna did not play this weekend, but it seems to have been illness and not related to his previous
2: injury. If you need stop getting sick, please.
0: Yeah, it's he's, we still have time. We still have time for him to get back to full fitness. Um, oh, and and, and I, I
2: guess, but before we, I I would just like to say the Gio, um, definitely is one of those players with class. Yes, yeah, I was looking at uh, I, I I know I talked down on Sanjeev's name a couple episodes ago. I'm sorry, I just I just discovered your YouTube like last night, and he put
3: together like the top ten club goals from 2020, and. The the things Gio can do nobody can do, nobody can do in this pool. Like
0: yeah, he can score goals with
3: class. Yeah.
0: I that uh, speaking of class that that Pulisic chance in the Club World Cup where he he took he did like a a little one two and then took a shot with his left foot that was just wide. Yeah, that was that was encouraging. That would have been a goal with class,
3: had it gone in. Um. All right,
0: we got. Uh, I mean, the Super Bowl happened last night. Did you Did you guys watch it? I did not watch it.
3: Um, yeah, yeah, I watched it.
0: Who are you rooting for?
2: Uh, I mean, I guess the Bengals, because I mean, I got a lot of friends that are Bengals fans. You know, just being in Louisville. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
3: but I, I mean, the game ended up being a lot closer than I thought it would be. But I had a feeling the Bengals wouldn't win. Spoiler alert.
0: Yeah. yeah. When I left the Super Bowl party I went to, it was about a few minutes into the second half and the Rams had just, or no, Cincinnati had just scored. Uh, so they were up, but. Yeah, I mean. I, no, I Nobody cares. Nobody who listens to this podcast cares what we think about it. Half-time show was That's all I got. It was. Very much a, very much a opportunity for me to ponder my own age and mortality when like um you know it's like that's my that's my era up there at the halftime season. yeah i was
2: about to say that was, that was probably like prime uh what high school early college years when 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 56 yeah, came out When school. was that for you high school
0: well when did when did that come out what
3: year? <laughs> yes the wrong guy i mean i would say that's probably oh, yeah. like i was still living in atlanta at the time Probably like, uh, I was probably like seven or eight, 2000, 1999, 2001. Okay, yeah.
0: End of high school, end of high school, beginning of college. Okay. So we'll do one, we'll do one listener question. Uh, Gavin in Chicago asks, is there a different system, formation style, et cetera, that fits our player pool better than what Greg has brought? And I, I admit that we m- maybe have read a question like this on the air before, but I don't think we've ever really tried to answer it. And I'll, I'll take the first swing and you guys can jump in. But the the way I think about it is, you know, the, the the formation that comes up a lot that people bring up a lot is some kind of four-four-two, where you have a two striker, uh, a two striker formation with Pulisic as the underneath one, or maybe even, uh, you know, Pepe and another striker. I don't know. And I just, it's hard for me, no matter how you slice it, it's hard for me to see that being better than a four-three-three, at least on paper, you know. Because it means it means we're gonna it means we're pushing players like Pulisic and Wea, unless Wea is one of the strikers, pushing pu- players like Pulisic and Wea. One of Pulisic, Weah, or Reyna is gonna be further back as like a, a outside midfielder, or something. I don't know. I think there may be a better way to to run the the national team in terms of formation than what Greg had than what Greg has wrought, but I'm not sure. I I see it, you know? I'm not sure there's an easy solution. But I'm o I'm open to being disagreed with here. Yeah, I don't know if I would
3: change the formation necessarily. But like the style, definitely. I I think like like I said earlier with, with uh with Tim Tillman, it's like I like the fact dude, we have we have a huge soccer team. Like we can throw out Let's see, I, I guess like excluding Christian, we can throw out a lineup
2: of like, well, well, Christian, excluding Christian and Tyler, we can throw out a lineup of all people that are like six foot or better and just and crazy like running jump athletes. And like, let's just go get people and just beat them into submission. Like, I mean, you know, we had Greg talk about the, uh, the, the whoop that ass lineup. Was it beat that ass or whoop that ass? I'm not. Whoop that uh, whoop ass. That, uh, yeah, yeah. The whoop that ass lineup. And yeah. it's like, let's play some whoop that ass ball, you know? Like, let's just go out there and because I don't think many, I don't think many teams can stand up
3: to like the, the just strength and athleticism we can just throw out there at this point. And, and I know that isn't, you know, uh, changing the way the world views American soccer. No. But I think it would be fun to watch. I mean, it is basically what we did to Mexico, right?
0: right? And that was fun to watch. <laughs> it was fun to watch. It's just, I just don't know that it would, it, it's, I don't know that it works as well against like a Canada that's backed in and uh, stacked up the way they were.
1: Um, But I do like the, the
4: whoop ass lineup or style in general. I could get behind that. Yeah, so that's why I fall down on it, Kevin.
0: I still think I still think the three man center back formation, which maybe there maybe the chorus of support for that has has quieted down a little bit, but there's probably still some people out there who want it. I still think it puts players on the field who are not as good as the players it takes off the field. Um, Correct. Like like center backs, we have we have plenty of good center back, back options now. It seems to me enough at least, but none of them is like transcendent the way a, a Pulisic or a Reina or a Wea can be. Correct. So. Yeah, I don't, I I
3: would not entertain any three center back formations, to be honest. I mean, maybe for a game, if need be, but no, not, not not for me, not with this player pool. All right. Um anything else? Waki?
4: No. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um you'll hear us if if you're not a patron, you'll hear us again first week of March. Uh thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you.